When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Gavin Berry. Once again, I'm joined by the Daily Record sports writer, Andy Newport. Andy, how you doing? Very well, mate. Very well. Good to see you. Good. Um, so, Rangers, Motherwell, that's the only place we can start, I suppose. And we'll start right at the start uh, because I read your match report in uh, yesterday morning's Daily Record and you didn't seem too impressed by the the flag unfurling. Um, that was your kind of way into your match, and it was a wee bit of a kind of anti-climax. And I noticed some fans actually in agreement with you. Uh, did you just feel after such a long wait there would have been a bit more razzmatazz? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I saw the same sort of comments as yourself after I wrote it. I was kind of glad that other people took the same sort of viewpoint as me. But I mean, just think, you know, after, you know. Obviously held it. They held the ceremony back a couple of months to ensure they could get a full house. <clears throat> um, there was obviously it's been ten years since the, the fan base have been able to see an event like this. It was always the sort of big day of the season when when Rangers had won the league um, the year before they to come out and, and see that the, the flag being unfurled. And this time it just seemed to be, you know, it was a blinking you'll miss it job. You know, it was you know twenty seconds. I think I, I counted it at. Um, you know, it was, it was good to see uh, John Gregg out there uh, alongside Dougie Park and mm-hmm. and um, Bennett, John Bennett. Um, but you know, I, I've seen some videos been doing the rounds of uh, the last time uh, they had a, a flag unfurling for the the Premiership title back in uh, I think it was twenty eleven. Yeah, uh, the fifty-four uh, title and fireworks, know, fireworks. And- they had the, the banner out in the pitch. They had both teams lined up for it. Simply the best blaring. Um, it just seemed to be, you know, yeah, quite quite a part of uh, an event worth uh, uh, marking. Um, yeah, but I think- just it was just over and done. I just thought there would have been a wee bit more, you know, given what the fans, the way that they their support last season was. Yeah. Out, it was so essential to yeah. the, the fact the fans have stuck with the team through the last ten years um, so resolutely yeah. that I thought there would just be be more you know a bit more bells and whistles and I just didn't more effort, yeah I, I mean I noticed um, I mean with the game on Rangers uh, on the Rangers TV coverage they seem to reference a lot the presenters and the guests. Um, we made reference to it about not wanting to sort of harken back to last season, not sort of almost dwell on it and focus on the job. And it, it just so that the players wouldn't be distracted. I just wonder if Stephen Gerrard had any kind of input into it because he's so desperate to get this season going and, and, and ignite this season because obviously it's been a sluggish start. I just wonder whether he thought, because he was stressing this is for the fans. Yeah. I mean, he, he was asked about it last week and he, he seemed to 
almost downplay it a wee bit, you know, yeah, it's for the fans, that's just for the fans, but, you know, the game is where we need to keep our focus, but, um, okay, so I'm going to say a hard back to that one in 2011, um, where the, you know, both teams were lined up, they, they could have kept it, the teams indoors for us, I mean, you know, the teams go, in, go back in after the warm they could have done that, there's usually, a, a, you know, a five, ten minute spell where the teams come off the pitch. Yeah. You know, there, there was ample opportunity for them to do that. I just thought it was a missed opportunity to really give a, a big thank you to the, the Rangers' support for the way that they have stood by the club through thick and thin over these last 10 years. This, yeah. Obviously, they missed out in, on last year's uh, momentous title uh, when they, they missed seeing their team lifting the trophy in person. Yeah. The next best thing. I, I think it would have been a nicer touch if they made more of a show of it. Um, I can understand it's obviously you're, you're what, four or five games into the season now. It's not because they've, they've held it back. It's not the traditional opening day of the season job. But yeah, yeah. I think there could have been a wee bit more razzmatazz, as, as you yeah. say, just to, to give the fans something back for the absolute loyalty that they've shown at the club over the last 10 years. Yeah, but the biggest disappointment of the whole day and what would made it even more frustrating for those who weren't impressed with what they, 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 the show that they put on would have been the result itself. So no fireworks and then a damp squib over 90 minutes. Well, I say a damp squib, that's probably unfair because for the first half, Rangers look back to the Rangers of last season, second half, tempo drops, Muller will get the equaliser. Frustrating day all round. I mean, you know, for 45 minutes, that was the best they looked this season. They were fluent. I thought Joe Rebo was, was great in the first half. You know, sort of glides across the pitch with those those big long legs of his um, got in some really da- uh, dangerous areas. You know, proved a menace at set pieces. He's, you know, that wee near post flick that he's sort of become his trademark from corners that set up Sakala for the goal. Um, and it, I thought if they could have got a second, you could, I, mean, I think Gerard mentioned this, he, he, if, it'd been, if they got a second goal, it would have been three or four. Yeah. This is the same old movie. I mean, again, Gerard mentioned that. It's, it's sort of harking back to his first two seasons when if they didn't get that second goal, they just looked vulnerable and you just got that growing sense. I mean, I don't think Mullow looked all that threatening, but Jack Simpson just seems to be, he'll give you a chance. You know, he gave he gave Tony Watt a chance in the first half, just not tracking a pretty simple long punt out for, for Liam Kelly. And then the second one, he... He, he doesn't shut across when Goldson goes out to the right-hand side for the throw-in. It was just... And he arrived too late to, to get the tackle in and Mark O'Hara and, and pulls out of it. I know he doesn't always... I know, but I know what you mean. It's just nothing. It was a bit... Yeah. There's a bit of after you, Claude. Yeah, I mean, it was just... I see, that's a guy that's... Yeah, I, I think you can expect to... It's a, it's a difficult one because he's... Was he 23 now? So yeah. he's a guy to be at this point he's already made professional but he's still barely played 50 games at a senior level he's obviously had injury troubles he's, he was never really a first choice at Bournemouth uh, so but these are the things he's learning the job and I, you know and he's, a lot's going to be asked him if he's going to be the guy that's going to replace Holanda I would suspect that you know Balgan will come back in for certainly for you know Dundee I think it's Dundee this weekend and uh, Sparta Prague next week. I mean, I I, I just can't see Stephen Gerrard being willing to pitch Jack Simpson into games of those magnitude when there's so much in the line. Um, 
it's you know, I think but the thing is he's had a lot to do to prove that he's yeah, ready, absolutely. he's ready for this level of level of uh, football. That's what I was going to say. And you're right, it is difficult and more saying, well, he is young, I mean, he's not that young. Mm. Um but you just don't feel as if in, in any of the times he's really been given a chance that there's that you've looked and said, oh, definitely. You know, normally you would say, well, no, there's, you can definitely see something there, but there's never really been... I, I think... I think they played against Unferland on the Friday night, didn't they, in the, the Premier Sports Cup game. So, I mean, it would be wrong to say that he did in row. But I think even in the Dundee United game, was it Dundee United when he came on for his debut last season? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure Dundee United... Yeah, yeah, McNulty. Yeah, no, yeah. seems to be something. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm just going to say, I think he's he's probably his best performance was the Celtic game. Celtic, yeah, Celtic, yeah. To be fair, um, but even then, he had a couple of sort of ropey ones. I think it was Edward robbed him at one point in the second half and it took a big save from McGregor to sort of bail him out. So, uh, you know, I th- he's raw, you know, but. Yeah. You can be yeah. you can be raw as a striker and get away with it. Being raw as a centre back, yeah, is you know it's you know it's a difficult different story completely. So, um, it's you know it's just sods laws, isn't it? Isn't it the way that you know obviously they allow um, go out and loan, and then two weeks later Hollander gets an injury that puts him out for a couple of months, and you know, I mean, I know Gerald was saying that Katic needs to play games. Mm-hmm. But I'm still, I'm still not convinced that Katic is any worse than Jack Simpson. In fact, yeah. I, I think he's a, I'm a far better defender. For me. I mean, and and then even George Edmondson. I mean, you let, yeah. I mean, you let some I mean, when you're bringing Jack, when they brought Jack Simpson in, and we discussed numerous times on the podcast as well, who goes? You know, I mean, I mean, really, I mean. Would you not have been as well just keeping really George Edmondson? I mean, really, for, for games like Sunday, would he, would he have done a better job? Well, oh, oh, I think he'd have. Uh, he's physical. He's, he's, he was a guy that's capable of dealing with the physical aspects of Scottish football. Yeah. He's passing. Mean, I think that's what they're looking for. They're looking for a, another passion, a passing option from the back. Jack Simpson, you know, he's, he's got a decent range on him, probably better than Nico Katic has, has in that sense. But... Scottish football, especially when you go away from home, it's about nuts and bolts defending a lot of the time. You know, be able to deal with cross balls, be able to deal with the physicality of you know these sort of robust strikers, and that's where Jack Simpson so far is is, is struggling to, to cope. He's he's doesn't seem that he's got that awareness, that real sharp awareness, likes that Hollander has. Obviously, Hollander's a top defender, top international defender, but you know. If, if if Jack Simpson's going to make a, a success of his time at Ibrox, he really needs to sharpen up uh, and quick. I mean, we're talking about Katic here and Edmondson and different ones, and but I mean, would you even be against sticking Bassey in there? I mean, actually, Bassey could maybe count himself unlucky at, at not being in the left back spot. But if if Barisic is going to be back playing there, I mean, is there an argument even to say that he could be stuck in the centre? No. I mean, I did a, a piece with. Um, McCracken, uh, yeah, David McCracken, a couple of weeks ago, he's he's, he's had a, a ninety minute run out at centre back, even scored um, against Falkirk uh, last season, the cup game. It looked, I mean, obviously, well, you he, know, played, he played for Leicester. He yeah. played for Leicester at centre half. In terms of his Rangers, he's had right. one minutes there. He was up against Connor Salmon. We did that piece in the build up to the to Leon game, where we thought he was going to be playing Musa Dembele if um, if 
if Goldson hadn't pulled through. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's 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 not like for like if you want. So you know, he, he certainly got the physicality. He's got the confidence of playing there. But again, it comes mm-hmm. down to that awareness. And you know, there's playing centre backs a lot different than playing left back. Um, there's, there's a few guys that have obviously through the years have managed to make that switch, but. Generally speaking, I think Rangers would be a lot happier if they had a guy in the middle they could depend on. Liam Balgan's played okay, but again, like the goal um, the other night um, against Leon it comes from comes from his side. A wee ball, reverse ball, the second goal comes from a, a reverse ball down his side, just like the same with the Marmo one. It's a bit harsh because Ryan Kent gives the ball away, but you know, these are the things that are, will be worrying Stephen Gerrard that it's the same sort of goals are losing time and time again and yeah. that, that's, a, that's a concern Yeah I mean we're, we're focusing obviously on the defence here for a spell Stephen Gerrard's addressed both sides of the pitch really I mean he was talking about the kind of sloppy goals that they keep conceding but then today um, the newspapers focused a bit more on his comments on attack needing to find that killer touch missing too many chances I mean, Sakala did look good, didn't he? Look bright. Get okay. There was offside. His goal was offside, but I mean, he was the kind of bright spot. Maybe a bit surprising that he was taken off later on. No, just he's not played much. He's had injuries. You know, I think you can't expect too much to see these guys. We know the way sports science these days are. The the one other the minutes are a limit on them just so that they can build up their fitness. I mean, he was unlucky. He had another one that sort of squirmed under Liam Kelly that, that, that was cleared off the line. Yeah, yeah. He had a lovely turn in the second half. He just gave, gave his, the defender the eyes, swiveled one way, went the other way, burst into the box, but then put his laces through it, ended up in the the Colton rear when he probably had to hang of the ball across the roof. Uh, I know, but... So um, it, was, it was decent, you know, encouraging, you know, I think, because he's... He's had all these small cameos, um, bar basically the, the the Livingston game in the opening day, but he didn't really do much. And you know, he's had a couple of knocks that have been that will have sort of delayed his his him reaching sort of top speed. So that'll help him, you know. And I don't know if you may maybe get another another run out against the uh, Living mid, mid uh, tomorrow night. Just uh, perhaps you know, Morelos you know, had that hamstring. Tight hamstring, they want to make sure he's ready for either for the weekend or probably for, for uh, Sparta next week. But um, uh, you know, Sakala needs minutes and he looked, he, looked, he looked decent, but you know, I can also understand he probably he did, you know, he, he didn't do much in the second half and it's probably time to, to sort of freshen up and make a change. Mm-hmm. Scott Wright, you expect more from him? <sighs> Yeah, it's a difficult one. You know, he's not played much. There's been bright spots of him, but I mean, if you're this guy you signed for Aberdeen, he's looked good on spells. I don't think we've seen total consistency from him. Um, I'm still not sure if they're really aware where his best position is. You know, he's played a wee bit in midfield. He's played a wee bit out out in the left. Um, a wee bit out in the right. Um, yeah, I mean. I suppose, it, yeah, I suppose what the way you're talking, even about Sakala and then about right there, it just I suppose it just it, it just comes back to the general point, doesn't it, of not having really upgraded the start eleven. This is the thing. I mean, and that's the, the majority. That. Yeah, the majority of the team is a uh, you know the, the the spine of the team is still the squad that was there the, the yeah. season. I don't think you know the last two transfer windows have been particularly great. I mean, you know, Scott Wright's done okay. Jack Simpson's, you know, 
still to really convince anyone signing so far. I mean, I know John Lundstrom probably had his best game in an Rangers strip against Leon, but he then comes out the team at the weekend, which was kind of strange. You thought, you know, he's in a bit of form, keep him in, let him play, play his way into form, but he comes out. Um, you know, it's difficult because Rangers, obviously, I think what the, the transfer policy has been is to be front load the, the signings, get as many quality players in. They've, they've overspent in the early years and that's a knock-on effect now that they probably don't have the cash they need to make the real huge, you know, big signings that will take them to the next level. Stephen Gerrard, he was sort of asked about that the other day and he said he was, they did the best with what they had available. And, you know, that tells you that there's probably not that much available to make these sort of big, yeah. big additions. I mean, what you'll say is the start of last season when they brought in Roof and Itton, Itton did a, a decent enough job, but obviously what it, minutes has been allowed to go out and loan Whereas Roof's been a quality addition, but I think that's been the last one that's really taken them up on another level. Um, you know, whether whether you know if they're stretching ahead in the league by the time they get to January and they look like they're, they're odds on to win the league and obviously you've got the Champions League group cash guaranteed at that stage, maybe they might make some more additions for the second half of the season. But right now, they're really just going to have to sort of muddle through with what they've got. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. As much as... I mean, the tone, I was going to say, it's, it all sounds a bit negative, but I suppose it was because it was a, it was a, a disappointing result. I mean, Stephen Gerrard uh, said the same himself. There is no getting away from it. That said, I mean, Rangers still sit top of the league. Um, Celtic slipped up, obviously losing at Livingston on Sunday. And, you know, I was, you know, when you listen to a lot of fans talking, you know, there's... You talk about oh, well, it's been a slow start. When's it going to catch fire? You know, it's not the start of the season anymore. I mean, we're well into it, and I, and I noticed a few people saying, you know, it might end up just being an entire season like this where they don't hit top gear, but they're still too good for everybody else. And there were comparisons made with the sixth title in a row. Yeah, I actually did a piece on it yesterday for the website. You know. Um, it was just a season where I couldn't believe it, actually, when I looked back on it yesterday, Andy, when I saw people talking about it, I looked back and saw that they only won half of their league games that season. Imagine <laughs> winning the league and, uh, and, and only winning a half, a 50% win rate. <laughs> so it was just one of those seasons where they just ground it out. And that, that might be the case. I don't think they'll complain if they get over the line come the end of the season. I don't think many people will be complaining. I just think... They're suffering by comparison. Last year was momentous yeah. on two fronts. One, it was a first title in a decade. Yeah. So all the emotion that went round that, the fact that they're locked out, you're having to support your team for, for the house. Yeah. And then you add in just how good they were in, in terms of the premiership action. They, they were relentless. They, they found a way to win, uh, not just in style. Um, when they were good, they were great. But when they weren't great, they were gritty. And this season, it's just a bit more difficult for them. I mean, you, when you go through such a high like that, to maintain it at that yeah. for another season is just difficult. And it's human nature. And, you know, when you add in things like COVID complications, injuries, guys, you know, returning back for international duty and taking their time to get up to speed and new signings, you know, all these things got thrown in the mix. I mean, I know Stephen Gerrard speaking after the Leon game wasn't wanting to make 
turn those into excuses. But you know, it's understandable. All those when you throw that in the mix, it's understandable why the club has had the sort of season it's had so far. Um, end of the day, if Rangers win the league this year, nobody's caring about that. Especially when you've got the, the that huge forty million pound bounty to, to be sort of scooped up at the end of the season as well. And then that is the type of thing that can be transformational. Then you can think, look to. To invest in the squad again, you know, you're, you're closing that financial uh, black hole that's sort of been hovering over the club for a, for a wee while just now. Obviously, the, the directors are having to sort of dig deep again and, and make sure that the, the lights stay on. And if you can get to that Champions League forty million pound injection, and then that's transformational money that that you know takes you again to the next level. And, and then the club can then you can look at it to be a wee bit more expansive and a wee bit more get back to the heights of last season in terms of how you're playing. Yeah, great. Well, it's the Premier Sports Cup quarter final against Livingston. First up, chance to get to the to get Hamden. Um, so we'll see how that goes. We'll be back next week. I think Scott is off on holiday this week, so he'll be joining us again, again? next week. Off and again. He's off all the time, I know. What would we do without you, Andy? Oh, uh, a cold face, it really is. Yeah. Well, thanks all for joining us, Andy. That was brilliant. And um, enjoy your, your weekend. And we'll speak to you again next week, okay? Cheers, guys. Thank you.